0: scripture reading today is John 15 chapters 9 through 17 which is in the Red Pew Bibles in the pews and also written on the third page of the bulletin as the father has loved me so have I loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have known to, made known to everyone everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments, so that you may love one another. The word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. You now what is in a name? We have nine grandchildren. And three of them came to us when they were older, when my son remarried. And so three of our grandchildren are step-grandchildren. Now, our heartened grandchildren, as opposed to our heart grandchildren, have always called me Grandma. Sometimes Grammy, but mostly Grandma. Our heart grandchildren had called their grandma, their mother's mother, Nana Sue. So they were going to call me Nana Pat. But the little one, who was about two at that time, wanted nothing to do with that. Her cousins, her new cousins, all call me Grandma. And she was not to be calling me anything but Grandma as well. What is in a name? There are many things that, that we might be called through our lives, but I'd like to talk today about the most important thing that we can be called, and that is friend. A couple weeks ago, Amy's sermon was the last of the question sermons, and the question she addressed was Jesus' question, who do you say I am? Well, today we're going to flip that question a bit and look at who Jesus says you are, we are. In our scripture today, it said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I learned from my father I have made known to you. No longer servants, but friends. I love that title, friend. Jesus tells his disciples that they'll no longer be considered servants, but they're given the standing of friends. In ancient times, a rabbi or teacher would have followers, and those followers were considered servants. And that was the relationship, master and servant. But through those years, those three years, that the disciples and the followers of Jesus were with him, that relationship changed as he shared with them his father, his father's love. And he demonstrated to them what it meant to love, truly love someone else. And so he is changing the relationship he has with those disciples. No longer are they servants, but they are friends. Friends of God. Friends of Jesus. Israel Houghton has a song, Friend of God, Who am I that you are mindful of me, that you hear me when I call? Is it true you're thinking of me, how you love me? It's amazing. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. God Almighty, Lord of glory, you have called me friend. And isn't that a wonderful thought? That he calls not only his disciples friends, but he calls us friends. But what is a friend? I'd like you to think for a minute about who are your friends, your dearest friends. Perhaps someone that you grew up with. Perhaps someone that you met later, who are those special people in your life that are such dear friends to you? What is a friend? Some people, or some possible definitions, are a friend is one who multiplies joys, divides grief, and whose honesty is invulnerable. A friend is one who understands our silence. A friend is a volume of sympathy bound in cloth. A friend is a watch that beats true for all time and never runs down. And a friend is one who comes in when the world, the whole world, has gone out. And that's what Jesus is for us. One who understands our silence, and yet he yearns for our conversation. One who multiplies our joys and divides our grief and understands our grief because he walked among us. and one whose honesty is without question. The love of Jesus is stronger than any pain you may experience. Imagine that. His love is stronger than anything you have to endure. The love of Jesus is stronger than any failure you may have committed. it doesn't matter what you have done where you have been what matters is where you are where you are in relationship with Jesus Christ the past is past and his love washes everything clean THE LOVE OF JESUS IS STRONGER THAN ANY PROBLEM YOU MAY HAVE TO FACE. HE UNDERSTANDS. YOU KNOW, THERE ARE MANY TIMES RAISING SONS AND, and GRANDSONS, WELL, SEEING THEM RAISE GRANDSONS, IT'S HARD TO SOMETIMES LET GO WHEN YOU SEE THEIR PAIN and you want to fix it. And yet there's so many things that that we can't fix, but we can take them to the Lord and through our prayers allow God to work in the situation. One of our sons went through a very difficult marriage, and to see the pain that he was in, was so difficult. I always felt like I should buy a stock in Kleenex Corporation. And yet, I had to remember that he was God's before he was mine. And the love of Jesus was stronger than any problem he might have and any pain that we might experience for him. And the love of Jesus is stronger than any fault we may have. Have you ever experienced a time when it's like, oh, why am I this way? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Oh, what's going on? And then you realize that God made you, that you're perfectly and wonderfully made, and that God loves you just as you are, just where you are. And he comes to us. Well, we've talked about God's love for us, but then the question is, how do we respond? Jesus calls us friend. How do we respond to that friendship? This passage that was read was just just before the Garden of Gethsemane. Just before Jesus was arrested. We know that the disciples fell away at that time. And yet they came back. Pentecost. Today is Pentecost. They came back, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit enabled them to go out into the world and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. How about us? What are our responsibilities? What are our responses to the love of Jesus? The first thing that we must do is be devoted. We must put Christ first in our lives not first behind job and family and golf or whatever but first in our lives mark 12 says love god with all your heart your soul your strength and your mind and your neighbor as yourself we are to be devoted to Christ we are to share the love of Christ with others Abraham when he was called upon to sacrifice his son Isaac his promise for a future for future generations Abraham was devoted to God And he was not going to withhold even his son from God. We too are to be devoted. When God asks us, prods us, urges us to heed his call, we must listen and we must respond. we also must be faithful in our scripture passage today he said let me find it again. you are my friends if you do what i command you if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love we must be faithful and keep his commandments listen to his direction and respond first john three eighteen says not love in word and tongue but in deed and in truth we need to put feet To our faith and this church I think is does a wonderful job of putting feet to faith with all of the mission work yet we all are in mission even if we're not on a mission trip we all need to be in mission we all need to be reaching out to others we need to be sharing the good word the good news of Jesus Christ with others. We need to put feet to our faith. And finally, we need to be intimate with God. We need to be in close communication with him. We need to talk with him. We need to spend time with him. We need to be in the word hearing him speak to us through the Holy Scriptures. And we need to be in community, spending time with others who love him. Jesus told his disciples to love each other as he has loved them. And the same is true for us. We must demonstrate God's love how many times have you heard or perhaps hopefully you've never heard someone say oh I was told that I would really like her she's a Christian but I don't know what that means Or when someone says, if that's being a Christian, I don't want to be one. Instead, we must demonstrate God's love so that people see Christ in us. They see less of us and more of him. And we get that through being in close communion with him and being intimate with him and allowing him to shine forth from our lives. And we get that through loving as Christ loved. Christ told us to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And we do that, as I said, by sharing his love. So what does all this look like? It looks like missions, as I said. It looks like sharing your faith. It looks like inviting others to worship and to things in the church. It means reaching out to others, not to preach at them, but to encourage them in their struggles, to walk alongside of them, to be present in their pain, to multiply their joys and divide their sorrows, to walk alongside. Each of us has the opportunity to respond when God calls our name, how will you respond when he calls you friend? Because he does. He loves each and every one of you so much that he was willing to face that cross with purpose, that he was willing to come to earth from heaven knowing what would happen and that he would die for us so that we might be a friend of god praise god let us pray O oh, precious lord we thank you for calling us friend and we pray lord that we will respond in love in joy in thanksgiving amen would the ushers please come forward now